Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that I had a miracle cure that would guarantee you and your family living to a ripe old age whilst feeling vigorous, fit and fabulous. Would you be interested? Well, I do. It's called Healthy Living. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. Healthy Living for Families Made Easy. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. I cannot believe it is nearly Christmas. How has this happened? Although 2020 has been an extraordinary year, I just I can't quite believe that we're nearly at the end of it. So I thought it would be a really good idea to just have our last podcast on emotional eating because we're about to enter holiday season where I think there's a lot of danger of emotional eating eating, excuse me. So I'm super excited to welcome Brianna Wilkerson in and she is the founder of Madewell 345. She's a health and life coach and she is going to talk to us about emotional eating. Now, as I say, this is the last session this year. I'm going to take a break next week to be with my family and enjoy some overindulging and just spending some quality family time together. I will be back at the beginning of January, where we will be thinking about a challenge. I was thinking of doing something like the chickpea challenge. I have to confess, I haven't 100% decided what it is, but I normally start January with an easy challenge. So I'll let you know about that at the beginning of January and we can think about what we are going to do. In the meantime, I have a few complimentary coaching sessions available. They're 30 minutes. A few of them have already gone and they are for mothers. So if you are a mother and you would like 2021 to be a year of health and wellness and really turning it around and really reaching your health and wellness goals, then come and chat to me. And we will be thinking about what it is that you specifically want to achieve in 2021, both for you and your family. So if you'd like to take me up on one of those sessions, then just email me, either reply to one of my emails or email me at orlina at drorlina.com. That's O-R-L-E-N-A at D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A.com. Have a fabulous holiday and enjoy today's podcast. Brianna, welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina. Hello, hello. So great to be here. Thank you so much. Just tell me where you are in the world. Right now, I am in Tampa, Florida, where it is sunny out and oh. it's a little chilly. I mean, not as chilly as probably where you are. It's like 65, but chilly for me. <laughs> I have no idea what 65 is, but I can guarantee it's not right. as cold as here. It's right. chilly here. We live just uh, about an hour north of the Pyrenees Mountains. And although it gets sunny in the daytime, 
if I go and stand on my roof, I can see the snow on the mountain. So wow, that's amazing. It's beautiful. It is beautiful, but when the wind blows from the north, it can mm-hmm. be can chilly and chilly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so today we are going to talk about emotional eating. And I'm super excited for this conversation because I know that it affects some people far more than other people. But I think the reality is we all do emotional eating on one form or another. It's just so inherent in our society that we do it without really noticing. So (laughs) can we start by jumping in and you telling us your story? Yeah. So I think growing up, you know, um, I'm originally from the Cayman Islands in the Caribbean. So, you know, 65 degrees doesn't happen there. Um, it's always the coldest is like 75. But, you know, growing up, I just uh, was kind of overweight as a child, I guess, but I didn't really care about it was not that I didn't care about my health. It just wasn't something that we, you know, we, we did it in my family. And uh, when I started playing sports is when I started, you know, really kind of watching what I ate and trying to be more conscious and, you know, looked into nutrition. But then a hurricane hit came in as it, it does in the Caribbean often. And this one was a really big one that just kind of changed things in our lives. We had to go away back to, to we moved to Florida for a month as our house got redone. Uh, you know, luckily it was just like house damage, but my friends went away for school. It was just during high school. So at the time it just felt, man, there's a lot of things outside of my control and I just want to control something. So what I chose to do is let me control how much I eat and how much I exercise and was dealing with all these, this emotions and, but I over exercise and under ate. So I really developed a poor relationship with food where I was afraid of eating. Now you fast forward to the end of high school where I was just really stressed out. I was up to be valedictorian. I just felt like, man, I, you know, everyone is even saying this, you work so hard, keep going. I'm like, but school's so hard. And I did the opposite and I went to food for comfort and I became an overeater. And so I gained back all the weight, even though I, you know, some of it was needed. I was definitely way too small for my body structure, but then food became a foe. It became something that I feared. Uh, And so you know, just kind of going back and forth with like, is food a friend? Is food a foe? Is it um, something that gives me comfort? Is it something that I don't want? And, you know, I went on all of these diets and then eventually in high um, in college where I actually just really reconnected my, with my faith and really understanding my worth that I started to see like, it's not actually, my worth is not in what I do or how I look or all these things. And slowly over time, I, you know, just made a decision where I'm going to go about taking care of my body and restoring my relationship with food one small step at a time. I'm not going to try to lose weight. I'm just going to be healthy. And of course I lost weight because I did the healthy habits that, you know, would get my body there. But along the way, I just really started to see that food freedom is a very big thing. And emotional eating is something that a lot of women struggle with, as you're saying, or even men struggle with. And we do it for a variety of reasons. We do it for comfort. We do it for um, just celebrating. What's the first thing we do when someone we want to celebrate, we have a party and we have food, which is great. But uh, you know, again, that can be complicated for some people. And so, yeah, I just really started to see that my emotional eating story wasn't just my story. It was a story that other women, um, you know, struggle with. And so I became a health coach with the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And for the last four and a half, nearly five years have been coaching women to ditch diets, you know, lose weight that last, but ultimately find peace with food and their body and themselves. So that's a little bit about me. I love it. I love it. And I think what there's so many things that resonate with your story. But I think one thing that I really love is this, you know, you got to peace with yourself and started saying, I'm going to put my body first, and I'm going to start looking after my body. And another thing that really resonates is the ditching the diet and just finding right. a way of, you know, enjoying food, but not 
over enjoying. So mm-hmm. I guess my question is, what's your definition of emotional eating? You know, I think emotional eating can be described in a bunch of different ways, but I would say the simplest way is that is when we eat to cope with some sort of emotion. And then emotion doesn't necessarily have to be a bad emotion. Um, Again, it could be a good emotion, but more often than not, it's an emotion such as stress, boredom, anger, tiredness, um, just a lot of emotions where you're spent and you're just kind of overwhelmed. And uh, it's different than eating when you're hungry, though. It's It's tending to go to food for some sort of comfort or some sort of like consolation and you will either do it subconsciously or consciously. Some, you know, sometimes you just go to the, I don't know about you, but it's not, I just go to the, you know, wake up in the morning. I go, go to the cabinet. I'm like, am I hungry? I just know it's the first thing I do is eat in the morning and whatever, you know? So sometimes you do it subconsciously or consciously. And um, you know, and then I think emotional eating tends to, people tend to correlate it with overeating or binge eating, but that's not always the case. You can be an emotional eater and just have a small piece of cake when you're tired, but you're not necessarily overeating. Uh, But more often than not for people, it's overeating um, to the point where they feel very stuffed and uncomfortable. So many definitions, but at the end of the day, you're trying to cope with some sort of emotion. Yeah, I love it. I think mine, I know mine is boredom and I'm mid-morning snack I don't really need a mid-morning snack. I eat my mid-morning snack and have more coffee because, you know, I've done a little bit of work and then I'm like, oh, there's this thing that I don't really want to do. Right, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to put it off a little bit by hanging out the washing and having a coffee and not getting on with the jobs on my list. So, yeah, and I I agree. I think everyone does it to bigger or less lesser degrees and I think it's sort of inherent in society as you say Mm -hmm. when we celebrate we have parties I don't know about you but here in Spain oh my goodness you go to a party and it's just sweets and candy and cakes like absolutely zero I'm talking about a kid's party zero healthy food Mm -hmm. what about common causes and triggers of emotional eating yeah, I think there, again, there can be, it always depends on the individual. Um, but some common triggers would be, you know, emotions such as stress, anger, fear, boredom, sadness, loneliness, worry. And often these emotions concur in our day-to-day life. And over time they become strong and we, you know, we just want to find comfort in some way, but everyone's triggers is different. And that's why I think it's very important to figure out what your triggers are. And so some questions that I tend to ask clients are, you know, really just taking, taking that, taking stock of when you, you know, sometimes we don't want to see this, but you have to see when it's happening. So what time are you eating? Uh, What food are you eating and how much do you eat, where you're eating and who you're with, how you feel while eating. And what was the situation like right before? Basically take stock of whenever you eat and just cast no judgment on yourself. And then you're still going to start seeing a pattern for you uniquely, but often more likely than not, there's some sort of situation or thought, or yeah, even your own thoughts can do this, that's really triggering you to want to cope through food. Again, it can be a healthy food, but again, you're still emotionally eating. And so that's what we want to get to. We just want to figure the root of what's causing it, because then we can address um, what's going on. Fabulous. And how do you advise people to prevent, to stop it from happening in the first place? Yeah. So in the moment, so you say, you, you know, say you're like, man, I just really want to go and eat that piece of candy. And again, nothing wrong with eating a piece of candy. Let's not cash shame here, but it's, it's, it's when you're doing it and it's not serving you because you're continually doing it. 
So in the moment, you could easily do something like call a friend and or someone who you know, like, listen, I'm going to, I'm just going to text you or call you when I feel like doing this. Um, or you can go for a walk, like removing yourself from the situation is really helpful because more often than not, if you remove yourself, especially go for a walk, clear your mind, even if it's five minutes, you, you're going to, you're going to start to be like, oh, you come back and you're like, I actually don't want to eat because I've realized now I just need to get some space. Have some distractions on hand. Maybe you play some you know, songs. Maybe you look at pictures of your loved ones or a mantra you say, some affirmations, your pet. Like maybe you have this cute little dog. Just go play with your dog for a little bit. And your dog usually will make you feel all nice and warm inside. Um, you know, in drinking a glass of water is actually really important because sometimes you are you are thirsty and you're dehydrated. And you will want, your body will want something and you, you confuse it to think, okay, I should eat sugar. But your body's actually, I just want you to give me a glass of water. And then practicing the HALT method where... Uh, if you, if this is, I love this one. It's like, if you, are you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Asking yourself that simple, those four simple questions. And if you're hungry enough to go and eat, I say steamed fish and steamed broccoli, which is delicious. But if you're not like say with no spices, <laughs> then you, you know, you're hungry because you don't care about how it tastes. Like you just want to eat and then you should eat something. But if not, like, if you're like, oh, I don't know if I actually really want a meal maybe, or even a snack. I just kind of want something to like quench this little craving I have. And it's like, okay, well, what else is going on? And then ultimately you can just wait 10 minutes, like put a timer on your phone and distract yourself and say, if after 10 minutes, I want this, I'm going to have it. You could do that. So yeah. So those are some of the things like in the moment um, that you can do Um, things like proactively in the future. uh, They're similar, but like things like managing your stress. If you know that stress or even certain emotions like boredom, or any of that is really going to like send you over the edge into, into emotionally eat. What are some other things that you can do? Deep breathing, walks, stretching, whatever. Um, sometimes being social, I would say, especially during the pandemic, for many reasons, for many reasons, many people are definitely still quarantined because they have to, or they feel more comfortable. Well, what are some ways you can still be social? You might not be going out, but you know, technology, we're in a pandemic now where a hundred years ago when they were having the crap, that pandemic, there wasn't whatsapp or internet either but like call friends call families just still somehow be social i've done like zoom double dates with like other couples you know um getting enough sleep this is very important i know that when i am tired i do not want an apple i do not want some vegetables even though they're delicious i do not want an avocado what i want is a bagel with cream cheese i don't know it's just something that is like quick, tasty, and will just make me feel good and make my energetic energy spike. But the reality is it'll spike and then you'll drop. So really getting some sleep may be the first thing um, for you. Being active, of course, you know, moving our body, you know, when you create, when your body moves more, it will crave good food. Like I, I keep telling people during the holidays in particular, get active. Cause I'm telling you when I'm active during the holidays, I'm, I make better food choices. Cause I'm like, I'm going to go for a run later. I'm not going to go and eat all this. Cause I'm going to like feel it in my tummy. Um, and then also like rewarding yourself. And this is what I think, obviously don't try not to reward yourself with food, but like, say if like, you know, you really like, you know, for a whole week, you're like, wow, I didn't like give into any cravings. Like, sleep in or go get a massage, whatever. Like I love doing this with clients just saying, take some time to say, yes, great job. Because far too often as women in particular, we are trying to reward ourselves after we've reached, like reached the goal versus the small steps along the way. So 
yeah, that's some couple strategies in the moment and also to prevent it in the future. I love it. So many strategies. And I I love the broccoli tip. I always say to my kids, yes, there's no such thing as being hungry only for chocolate. And they disagree Mm -hmm. with me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's Mm -hmm. so true, isn't it? If you're genuinely hungry, you'll eat a carrot stick or something plain. Right. So fabulous. That's amazing amount of tips for us. And Holt was, was it hungry, angry, lonely and tired? Yes, that's what it is. Perfect. Fabulous. You've given us so much information in such a short period of time. Where can people find more about you? Yeah. So, you know, if you, if you want to learn more about the, even this, this was a summary I actually did around five or six podcast episodes on my podcast, the sustainable weight loss podcast, just on emotional eating and some more on food freedom, but I have a Facebook group. That's where I am the most on um, the healthy and sustainable weight loss community. And then I have a free um, freebie called the Food Freedom Journal, which really kind of gets into the mindset portion. So I definitely talked about the practical things here around emotional eating, but you know, why do you, you know, what is your relationship with diets, the scale and food, your body and yourself, because that's going to impact your emotional eating or eating in general. And so you can find that I'll, I'll send the link here, but uh, yeah, that's another freebie that you can access there. So yeah. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. Remember, you can sign up for Dr. Orlina's Simple System to Healthy Living for Families at Dr. Orlina, D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash simple dash system. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I ask that you share it with somebody else who would also benefit so that I can reach more people and help more people live healthily. And lastly, if you are interested in working with a coach, then just email me at orlina at drorlina.com and we can set up a time to chat. Absolutely no obligation. I love chatting. So come and chat with me. Bye-bye.